Hello and welcome to Igniting Change, a tech podcast produced by S4 Digital. Here we speak with digital professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to shed light on current trends in the digital solutions industry. My name is Adam Khan, and today I am speaking with S4 Digital's cultural ambassador, Tim Blight. This episode is anything but routine, given your job title and uh, life story. So I'd like to find out a little bit about you. So where are you from and what is your background? Tell me your experience. So I'm originally from Australia. From I grew up in Sydney and I spent a lot of time working and living in Melbourne. And um, I've worked in the past as an English language teacher. I have also uh, worked as a travel consultant. And um, I have one of my favorite hobbies is uh, is traveling. So um, mm-hmm. I've traveled around the world, mostly Asia, Europe, and Oceania. Um, I'm yet to get to the Americas, but um, I uh, and I've also written a book about uh, Pakistan, which is one of my favorite places in the world. It's a travel guide mm. to Pakistan. So mm. I sort of have a very varied background, you could say, but it's um it's quite different to uh, my role in S four. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah I can imagine for sure. I mean, it's interesting uh, to write a book about Pakistan because Pakistan is not a country that you normally associate with tourism. You know, if anything, you right. hear about India, people going to India, all that sort of thing, but not so much Pakistan. What's attracted you to Pakistan in the first place? So I can't. I mean, I can't pinpoint one thing exactly. But um, I was traveling through the Middle East and Asia, um, backpacking in 2006. And I came to mm-hmm. Pakistan on those travels. And um, I had also planned to continue over to India and so on. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I think just the time that I've spent here, I've been, I've really, really enjoyed it. I've made some mm-hmm. wonderful friends. And also for me, it's fascinating because I think sometimes often some of the most underrated places, the, the most um, you know, un, unassuming destinations like Pakistan, for example, are actually some of the most rewarding. And um, it's something that I want to share with my readers and the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I understand for sure. Uh, it's it's a bit more of an undiscovered country to the world stage, isn't it? Definitely. And, the, and it has so much to offer. And it's... Um, it's something that I, I know most people, most of my readers, before they come to Pakistan, there's a lot of like, oh, should I go? Is it safe? You know, why am I going there? And so on. Um, and then uh, when they come here, they're just like, wow. I mean, you know, I can't wait to come back, which, um, mm. I mean, that's music to my ears as someone who loves you know, promoting Pakistan and Pakistani tourism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure Pakistanis love that you promote it so much, and that you love it that that you love it so much that you write a travel book about it. Well, yeah, I, I do get quite a bit of um, attention over here because of this. Because um, I mean, Pakistan, as a lot of you may be aware, through the past two decades has seen a significant Uh drop off in the amount of tourism and even foreign investment that's um, been going on here. And, um, I think it, uh, I think a lot of, um, Pakistanis sort of, for them, it's, uh, I sort of, uh, I I don't want to say validation, but a sort of a recognition, I should say, of Mm. what they knew all along, which is that Pakistan is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, that's great for sure. I hope, you know, when last time I went, I was a kid and I don't really think I appreciated it as much as I would do now. 
if that makes sense. Definitely. Um, look, uh, my parents never took me on holidays abroad as a child. We always visited you know, different places in Australia. And um, one of their reasons for that was that they sort of said, like, as an adult, you appreciate those things that much more. So, yeah, Adam, you'll need to come back sometime and visit <laughs> with, yeah. my, with my book in your hand. So it was actually from a friend of mine um, here in Pakistan, and he is working in. He he's working with S Four Digital. He's actually, you could say, sort of um, like the uh, the country lead of S Four Digital here in Pakistan. Um, and uh, he uh, said, you know, I think that we'll have a a role for you. I need to just sort of figure it out. Um, but then he invited me to the launch of S4 Digital in Pakistan. And then where, um, while I was there, I made a short speech about um, the experience as a foreigner, or foreign visitor or traveler in Pakistan. And um, I got speaking with uh, Philip, who is the CRO of um, S4 Digital. And um, he felt that I would be able to bring something fresh and new to the team. And mm -hmm. the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, that definitely. So, okay, so what, what, uh, and, and I'm assuming that the per your friend is Anas. You knew him from before. That's right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, nice. So, how, look, on a personal note, how did you, how did you meet? Uh, that's an interesting story. It's a long story, but the short version is that um, his brother in law is a friend of mine who I met while traveling in the northern areas, the, the mountains of Pakistan. So um, mm. we, uh, uh, Essen and I had both been in China and then we were backpacking across the uh, Karakoram Range and um, we uh, ended up sort of sitting on a bus together and we got, got became really friendly and then we spent the rest of the holiday traveling together. And then when years later when I got to Lahore, that was when um, I uh, got introduced to Anas and his lovely family as well. So, and that mm. was probably mm. about nine years ago now, actually. Wow. Yeah. So long history then. I it's didn't been know a while. That at all. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. So you were saying that the, that, uh, Anas and Philippe were going to find you a role in the company. What, what happened? What, what turned out to be the, your role in S4 Digital? So my role is a cultural ambassador. And um, interestingly, it was, um, I mean, Anas sort of had the, you could say, the kernel of the idea. And Philip was the one who kind of put pen to paper to, um, uh, I guess, map out what it would include. And if I recall correctly, the, the initial... Um, uh, like our meeting about this was part HR, part marketing and part therapist. And yeah. that, I mean, the role really sort of in, involves connecting with people and connecting people. 
So making sure that members of the team feel valued and uh, sort of hearing out their, um, I guess, you know, desires, dreams, um, things that they would like to celebrate, um, uh, any potential grievances that they might have. So that's, you could say, like the therapist part of it. I'm a friend to everybody. And then as well as that, I also sort of, I guess, um, show, uh, how do I say, like channel that into um, marketing and HR, where mm-hmm. I HR obviously connecting with our our people and marketing, um, showing a certain um, side of S four digital which is there, but often doesn't get a lot of airtime in um, in the corporate world. And uh, as Philip and I looked into this, we um, and, and Anis, of course, I shouldn't I should mention him. As the three of us looked into this. Um, we realized that actually there is already a role like this in many companies and it made perfect sense for S4 Digital to have someone in this role. So mm-hmm. I just slotted right in. Mm. So what, why is there a need for such a role in businesses now? Why, why are businesses like S4 Digital and other businesses uh, requiring a role, uh, or requiring someone who's therapist, marketing and HR all muddled into one? I think that we, um, working in the global environment that we do, and um, some of us are working from home, some of us are working from co-working spaces, some of us are actually in the office. Um, I mean, even when everyone used to attend offices, there was still the potential for um, certain things to slip under the radar. Perhaps a company might be a bit too corporate heavy rather than actually sort of showing its human side. Um, And then on top of that, you always did have a bit of the human side where you had people that would have a chat at the water cooler or maybe go out for coffee together and they'd be having a chat with each other. And those sort of spontaneous what I like to call cafe-style conversations between staff. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always there, but it was never really formalized. And then, mm. I mean, often those were the places where sort of celebrations or grievances would be aired. Um, nowadays, because so many of us are working remotely or from home or from you know just various locations around the world, and even if you're in an office, but you might be working with someone who's continents away from you, and um, yeah. I think that the cultural ambassador role is quite important because it, it it's my job to facilitate those spontaneous cafe-style chats, which yeah. uh, maybe aren't happening so much now that we're looking at a computer screen rather than each other. Um, so that's one thing. And then the second thing is also just to sort of, you know, go and check in on people, make sure that they're doing well. Because, again, if you're not sitting in an office together, you may the, – the chance for certain um, things to slip under the radar, whether they're successes or, you know, or issues, um, is that much greater. So it's my job to sort of be in tune with everybody. And um, I think in today's world it's more important than ever. What's your day-to-day in S4 Digital as a cultural ambassador? 
That's a good question. No two days are the same. Um, I, uh, um, for example, right now I'm being asked to do a podcast, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but day to day, I'm not normally doing podcasts. Not day to day, I would be um, checking in with um, different stuff, just dropping them a line, saying hi, how are you going? You know, what's up? What are you up to nowadays? What project are you working yeah. on? Are you enjoying that? Um, I work with uh, the HR department to have these sort of organized yet informal chats, yeah. which we call coffee breaks, um, just yeah. to really get to know the staff and make sure that they feel that they are part of a team, even if they're sitting in Pakistan or Portugal. Yeah. Um, and then I also do quite a bit of work with the marketing team as well and um, mm -hmm. putting together articles, um, sort of my role in that sense has been described as a bit of a wild card. And that is to bring <laughs> in, I think like a non-corporate perspective to um, um, perspective to what we do in S4 digital. So I write yeah. articles, I connect with um, team members to perhaps promote their work or at least make sure that their work is recognized. Um, we're currently organizing an all like a global event for all the employees in S4 Digital to join. Um, and that will be like a, um, a, a sort of a very casual activity event, but the kind of thing, team building, I guess, that you might have when it's in an office, but we're yeah. not all in the same office. Yeah. 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 I understand. Okay. So basically, yeah, like you said, no two days are the same for a cultural ambassador. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what impact do you feel S4 Digital is having on the industry as a whole or even outside of the industry, especially considering, especially talking about things that aren't necessarily uh, digital services or anything? I'm, I'm speaking about, from your point of view, culturally. Right. Well, I, um, I do think that S4 Digital is really leading the market in terms of um, sort of I guess, taking care of their employees. This is the thing that strikes me the most is just how valued I feel and how valued a lot of the people that I work with feel as part of S4 Digital. And I think that's just awesome. I mean, very rarely, it, it's very rare that you find a company that really not just says that they care, but actually really cares about their workers. But it's even rarer that you find a company that actually takes steps to to have that recognized and to make sure that it happens. And um, to be honest, I mean, I think it's something of a, like a mini revolution that uh, S4 Digital is sort of breaking ground on that we're taking, you know, uh, taking care of our, our people in this way and uh, making sure that that pastoral care, that that uh, um, workplace culture, like a family culture, if you like, is really, uh, sort of enacted and, um, and yeah. realized. And then as well as that, I also find it extremely exciting that S4 Digital have decided to come to Pakistan. Um, obviously, Pakistan's a country that I'm very passionate about and I love it here. And um, for, for too long, I felt that there, that Pakistan has been perhaps underappreciated in terms of the possibilities that exist yeah. here for um, particularly tech companies. Um, mm -hmm. I remember years ago, maybe 16, 17 years ago when I first came to Pakistan and um, 
I remember meeting a lot of people in Karachi who were working in a lot of tech companies. And then in the 15 years since then, a lot of that sort of dried up because of, you know, sort of forces beyond the, you know, the, the companies or the, um, or the industry's control. And yeah. um, I always felt that if you think back to where some other countries were maybe say 15, 16 years ago and the way that they really, you know, ramped it up and took off in terms of the technology industry, you know, um, uh, industry. And, uh, I felt that that was a bit of a missed opportunity for Pakistan. And it's so exciting to see com um, companies and to see S4 digital coming to Pakistan, establishing a presence here and, um, sort of really recognizing the resources and the potential that exists in Pakistan. I think that's trailblazing. Yeah. 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 I feel, I, I of course agree. Uh, I feel, I feel like, um, S4 digital's trademark is seeing potential where other people don't. So finally, Tim, I have a more abstract question. What advice would you give people joining the workforce post-pandemic? That's a very good question. Um, and I don't know that it would be just one piece of advice. I feel that um, be prepared for anything. Yeah, advice, advice <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say be prepared for anything. Um, I could never imagine I could never have imagined that I would be where I am today even just three years ago I remember mm. um, when I was teaching English in late 2019 and early 2020 and the um, the Australian bushfires were happening at that time I was in Australia mm. oh my god yeah, yeah. well I, I lost track of that right so well I mean we know what happened next I mean something yeah, for sure. yeah. and um when I, I remember at that time that we were sitting around, I think it was like the office in Melbourne and saying, oh, it's so awful. These you know, people who have lost their livelihoods because of bushfires and, you know, climate change is only going to exacerbate that and so on. And we all sat there fairly smugly and said, you know what? One thing is true, though, is that there will always be demand for people who want to learn English to go and sit in a classroom and, you know, speak face to face and learn English. And three months later we were in lockdown. And I think that for me is like really um, representative of what this has taught us is that anything can happen and it doesn't need to be in a bad way. I mean, it could be in a good way too, because we also look at how much people and the industries have grown out of um, sort of the pandemic as well. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm very hesitant to sort of describe the pandemic in positive terms because it has been awful. But yes. I think if one good thing has come out of it, it's that our workplaces are so much more dynamic and so much more competitive nowadays. Um, not necessarily competitive amongst employees, but competitive in terms of what companies can offer their employees, what companies can yeah. offer their clients and so on. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. I th yeah, my advice would just be be prepared for anything and keep your mind open. Um, I'm sitting here in Pakistan right now. I, a couple of years ago, was in Australia. I uh, don't have a background in IT, but I do have a background in working with people and um, other members of our team. I mean, just a moment ago, I had a meeting with uh, some people who were sitting in Brazil, another part of Lahore, India, 
and Portugal as well. And um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound revolutionary, but when you think of the impact of this on the industry and humanity overall, I mean, it's huge. So yes, I mean, be prepared yeah. for anything. Yeah. Tim Blight, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me on here. Tim is the cultural ambassador at S4 Digital. Igniting Change is an S4 Digital production, recording, editing, and publishing done by S4 Digital. My name is Adam Khan. I'm the host of Igniting Change. If there's anything or anyone you'd like us to talk about, drop us an email at contactus at s4-digital.com. Goodbye. Thank you.